Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can follow us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching Tip of the Iceberg. The Penguins, they lose this one by a final score of 5-2, to two, and watching it, it certainly felt like it could have been a lot worse. Penn's story in this one, they couldn't connect on the power play. They got chances, they got opportunities, especially when this game was tied. They didn't capitalize, and then the Florida Panthers took it from there and took the game over entirely. Penguins get the first three man advantages of this game, fail to register a shot on the first two. On the third one, they do score a goal, but it's waved off due to a high stick from Lars Eller. Shortly after that power play expires, the Florida Panthers go down and score a goal on their own right. Evan Rodriguez dishes it over to Matthew Kachuk. He finds the back of the net, and at that point, it was all over but the crying because the Florida Panthers continued to fill the net unanswered, and by the time the Penguins were able to, to stop the bleeding, you already knew that it was not going to be a good night for the Penguins. They were not going to be able to mount a comeback down 4 to nothing at one point in this one to the Florida Panthers. Like I mentioned, the power play struggled. Their woes continued in this one. It was an embarrassing display. It, it really was. The Penguins' power play was talked about on the broadcast on TNT, was talked about on the intermission reports by Colby Armstrong and Anson Carter and Henrik Lundqvist, and they really... You know, they talked about it. They said, maybe they need to do this. Maybe they need to do this. The real answer is there is no answer for this Penguins power play. It is so bad that the players aren't good enough. The scheme isn't good enough. The coaching isn't good enough. There's so many things wrong with it that they're not going to fix it this season. It's not going to get to a point where it's going to be a positive for the Penguins. At this point, the best thing you can do is try to make it not a negative. And that is a horrible thing to say about a power play that has four future Hall of Famers on it, but they end up going 0 for 4 on the man advantage in this one. That ends up costing them because they came nowhere close to scoring. They didn't. It was a tie game. They got several opportunities, and then all of a sudden, after they failed to score on multiple opportunities, Florida just took over eventually, and that's where things stood. Let's move over to the goal recap in this one. Penguins kept it low event in the first period, something that would favor them over the Florida Panthers. Now, the Panthers are a team that can play 
any which way. They can beat you six to five. They can beat you two to one. They can beat you in a physical knockdown, drag out UFC style brawl. But it does favor the Penguins to keep it low event. And that's exactly what they did in the first period, only giving up four shots on goal, making sure that while they didn't get their own chances, they weren't falling behind early in the game like they did against the Winnipeg Jets, keeping things tight, keeping the scoring chances to a minimum, and keeping the score at 0 0 through the first period of play. Like I mentioned, going into the second period, they get an opportunity on the power play. They don't capitalize, and then Matthew Kachuk does, scoring his 18th goal of the season on a two-on-one rush. Evan Rodriguez gets the primary assist on that one. Gustav Forsling started the play and gets the secondary assist. Shortly after that, Jonah Gadjevich scores his second goal of the season, a redirection off of a Brandon Montour shot, his 10th assist of the season. Kevin Stenland picks up a secondary one on that one, and then... The goals just kept on coming for Florida. 3 to nothing on an Aaron Ekblad goal. Matthew Kachuk and Evan Rodriguez get the assists on the power play. Anton Lundell gets his fifth a little bit later. It's 4 to nothing at that point. Kachuk and Nick Cousins register assists, and it's 4 to nothing. And you looked at it and said, the Penguins have struggled to score more than two goals basically since we turned the calendar to 2024. They weren't going to mount the comeback against a Florida Panthers team that right now is battling for the top spot in the National Hockey League. They did get a goal late in the period. Jake Gensel scores his 23rd of the season. What it looked to be a redirection by Brian Rust ended up being credited to Jake Gensel as last I looked. Chad Ruedel picks up his second assist, and Sidney Crosby picks up his 25th as a secondary on that one. After two periods, it was 4-1, to one, and I don't think anybody watching at home or in the building had any belief that the Penguins were going to come back in this one. They've come back from multi-goal deficits before this season, but... The way that they were playing through 40 minutes, the team that they were going up against in the Florida Panthers, you just had very little hope that they were going to be able to pull this one off. And that got even less so as the Florida Panthers scored their fifth goal of the game in this one. Anton Lundell gets his second of the game. E2 Lusterinen gets an assist on this. And then a little bit later, a nice moment for John Ludwig. If we're going to take a positive out of this one, a nice moment for Johnny Ludwig. He scores his first career National Hockey League goal against his former team in the Florida Panthers. His first of the season, first of his career assists go to Drew O'Connor, his 10th of the year, and Lars Eller, his 8th of the year. But that's where things stood at triple zeros. A 5-2 loss for the Pittsburgh Penguins in a game in which... Maybe it wasn't the most pivotal game of the season, but it's certainly a game that you would have hoped to see a little bit more pushback. The Penguins lost two games by one goal over the weekend, and now they've lost three games in a row. I've talked ad nauseum over the past week and a half about the fact that they need to start stacking victories and how they've struggled this season to get past two wins in a row. They haven't struggled to get past two losses in a row, and here's another instance right here. Three losses in a row for the Penguins as the rest of the conference seemingly is starting to finally catch their footing. The rest of the Eastern Conference has kept the Penguins in it, specifically the Metropolitan Division. The Flyers have been hot and then cold. The Devils haven't been healthy. The New York Rangers have faltered at points. The Carolina Hurricanes have struggled to find out their goaltending. But it seems like a lot of these teams are at the very least starting to figure things out just as the Penguins are starting to really lose control of their season. So it's obviously not a good thing for the Penguins. It's obviously not a good night for the Penguins, but we'll talk about the bigger picture here in just a couple minutes. Three stars of the game in this one. Third star, I'm going to give it to Anton Lundell. Not a great season for the young Florida Panthers depth forward, but he does get two goals in this one. Sixth on the season after his second goal of the game. So a good night for him. Second star of the game, going to give it to Evan Rodriguez. Seemingly 
Former Penguins always come back to haunt the Penguins. He picks up two assists for the Florida Panthers in this one, and the first star of the game is Matthew Kachuk, a three-point performance for him, one goal and two assists. You know there was no way in hell I was going to give anybody on the Pittsburgh Penguins a star in this one, and that's the way it goes. Final thoughts in this one. Kyle Dubas has said multiple times, that he's waiting for the Penguins to show him who they are. They're, he's hoping that the Penguins show him what course to take at the NHL's trade deadline, which at this point is three weeks and two days away. I think tonight gave you all you needed to know about the Penguins. There's nothing else coming. There's no other shoe to drop. The Penguins have shown you who they are over the past three games. Yeah, they fell short in Minnesota, and yeah, at some points, they looked like the better team in Minnesota. Yeah, they fell short in Winnipeg, and yeah, in the second period and sometimes in the third period, they looked like they could be the better team over a Winnipeg Jets team. Tonight, they didn't look good. They didn't. And you can say all you want, hey, that's against one of the better teams in the National Hockey League. Sometimes you're just going to go up against Goliath, and Goliath is going to squash you. I get it. I understand it, and I'm not trying to overreact to one game here, but from a bird's eye view, if the goal for this season is Stanley Cup or bust, and I understand for a long time, the understanding has been this is not one of the top teams in the National Hockey League. In fact, as Rob Rossi said on Twitter today, it's probably one of the bottom 10 teams or closer to being a bottom 10 team than it is to being a top 10 team. But if you want to be a contender, if that's the goal, if that's why you went all in to go get Eric Carlson. They're not there. They're not. You're going to have to go through teams like the Florida Panthers to get to that ultimate goal. And this team tonight, and this team in all three games against the Florida Panthers, has shown you that they can't get over the hump against them. Are you comfortable with them going into a seven-game series with the Florida Panthers? No. Are you comfortable with this team going into a seven-game series against the Boston Bruins? Are you comfortable with this team going into a seven-game series with the New York Rangers? If the answer to that is no or even, well, I don't know, maybe they have a chance. Remember, they have to go through four of these series that get increasingly harder. I know the Penguins haven't gotten to a Stanley Cup final in a while, but that is the path. And if the goal at the end of the day is a Stanley Cup, this team is nowhere near getting there. This team might not even be anywhere near getting to the playoffs. So with that said, Kyle Dubas, they've shown you who they are. There's nothing else coming. There's no other shoe to drop. Like I said, this is who they are. And for the first time all season, I'm going to say it unequivocally, Sell. Sell. And I understand the conversation and the argument of, well, why would you go all in before the season, trade for a guy with a $10 million cap hit in Eric Carlson just to sell six months later? I've said that and had that argument myself. But the answer is, one player isn't going to change this team's fortunes. One move isn't going to change these teams' fortunes. One massive trade is still not going to change this team's fortunes. And at the end of the day, yes, would it suck to trade Jake Gensel? Yeah. Would it suck to punt on this season, a season in which Sidney Crosby for the first half of the year or more was playing at a Hart Trophy level? Yes. Does it suck to waste the best season of Tristan Jari's career? Yes. Does it suck to waste the resurgence of Chris Letang, the reemergence of Chris Letang in a completely different fashion, showing you a more defensive style, being a great penalty killer? Yes. Does it suck to waste... I can keep going. Marcus Pedersen's performance, Jake Gensel's performance to this season. There's a lot of good performances this year, and does it suck to waste those? Does it suck to punt the season on those? Yes. But this team is 
not being close to being a Stanley Cup contender. And this team is very much looking like it might not even be a playoff contender. What are you holding on to at this point? You know, if you have any hope to turn it around and give Crosby one last shot, because it's not going to be this season. But you have, if you have any hope to turn it around, maybe get him a team next year or maybe get him a team the year after that, you have to start making some drastic changes. And as I'll talk about on Tip of the Iceberg tomorrow, I don't blame Kyle Dubas for all of this. Certainly he has a hand in this to a certain extent. I don't blame Kyle Dubas for all of this, but you have to start making the right moves. You have to stop the bleeding, and the bleeding hasn't been stopped for a very long time. So I have more to say about this tomorrow on Tip of the Iceberg, but for now, I leave you with this. There's no other shoe to drop. The Penguins are who the Penguins are, and that is a team that right now probably isn't going to make the postseason. Up next for them, it could get a whole lot worse. They play in a back-to-back. They play tomorrow night against the worst team in the National Hockey League, the Chicago Blackhawks, without their star player, Connor Bedard, in a place that the Penguins have historically struggled to find victories at. They've lost the last two games against the Blackhawks in big stages. This one might not be the biggest stage, but it's an important game for the Penguins because if you lose this one and drop four in a row, including one against the worst team in the National Hockey League, I'm not the only person that's going to be say, saying that it's time to go. It's time to sell. We'll see if it's a breaking point for the Penguins, but if they lose tomorrow, it certainly will be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sorry, this is kind of a, a negative iceberg to go, or iceberg recap, excuse me. But, I mean, that's the that's the show the Penguins put on the ice, so that's the show we're going to put here on Inside the Penguins. But you can find us on YouTube just there at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by searching Tip of the Iceberg.